You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. So Madison, I believe this is the earliest that we've ever recorded a podcast. If you're not counting the times that we recorded podcast at 1 or 2 in the morning in the arena. Very true. That's very true. What is it? It's like 8.30 right now in the morning. Currently sitting on my floor doing makeup while talking to Brady and recording this podcast. So I feel like this is a, we've reached new heights right now. Yeah. What do you got to do? Something new for us. What do you got to do today? Um, I, I have quite a wild day. So I um, have to be at work at 10 and then I'm there until 6 and then I am jetting, literally jetting to Stillwater. Uh, my kids that I teach dance to in Stillwater, they have their recital this week and they have a dress rehearsal tonight. And so I'm having to run off to Stillwater very fast to watch my little kiddos do their little dances. And that's my day, man. So you're going to be all over the map and then, and then you're going to be like authoritarian dictator Madison, because if one person, if one kid steps out of line, they will know your wrath. Oh, they have seen my wrath so many times this year. I honestly feel bad for them. But, I yes, like, today I'm just going to have to crack down, guys. I mean, we got recital this weekend. You got to make mom and dad proud. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do a wonderful job, Madison. I mean, you, you do you do a wonderful job with the, with the franchise. You do a wonderful job with me. Um, but you know who did not do a wonderful job last night? And that would be... Whoever is in charge of putting the lottery balls into the lottery the lottery machine for the NBA draft, if they were a New York Knicks fan, because oh my goodness, chaos, chaos! It was it was so chaotic, and and I kind of understood going into the draft lottery like how the new structure was going to be was formatted, so I kind of knew what to expect. But Madison, as it was going on, like it was just so exciting, it was so quick that I, I really didn't have time to, to uh, basically under, fully understand what was going on. And until they like went to commercial break and I realized, no, it's going to be either the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Knicks. Um, who, I can't remember who had the third. Who had the third pick? Who had the third pick? Uh, oh, the Knicks did. The Knicks, Lakers, Grizzlies, or Pelicans. Yeah. It, it just didn't really dawn on me that it, Zion's going to one of those four cities. And um, lo and behold, they return from commercial break, and the first two cities off the board for the number one pick is the L.A. Lakers and the New York Knicks. And it, it never fails. I was just on um, the franchise drive with John Hoover and uh, Colby Powell and Chisholm Holland. And they asked, so where do you think he's going to go? And I think we all understood who had the greater chances, you know, mathematically to get Zion. I just was completely resigned to the fact, Madison, that Zion was going to go to New York. It has been talked about so much for so long that I just thought, okay, it's a foregone conclusion. Um, Everybody believes that the NBA draft for lottery is rigged anyway, and it still could very well be. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I was just so prepared for Zion Williamson to the New York Knicks, so... You know, your what's your reaction just to a the Knicks not getting him and b it's probably going to be the Pelicans. 
Oh, honestly, I think this was a huge shock for even Zion himself. I really, I mean, I don't know. This kid is coming straight out of college, and he probably had his mind and his heart set on one of those big cities that is just absolutely glamorous, like L.A. or New York. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think it was kind of funny just because what Brady just said, it's been talked about for months now how New York was going to land that number one pig. Zion was going to go to New York. New York was going to completely rebuild. They definitely had the worst season this past season. So this was going to be their season. 2019-2020 was their time to shine because they were going to have ample opportunity to land Zion Williamson. Yeah, not anymore. So I think last night was almost kind of not like comical as in like a ha-ha but like comical as in what in the world because yeah obviously that didn't happen for the next they landed at number three zion there's no possible way they're going to get zion now unless the pelicans just totally tank and then the grizzlies are like yeah yeah sure you can have him which is not going to happen this kid has been the most talked about uh, NBA prospects since the moment he he wasn't even in college yet and guys were already talking about how he was going to land number one that's saying a lot about what kind of uh, basketball players Ion is so I mean yeah it just it kind of sucks for the Knicks because I think that was really their perfect opportunity to rebuild and to really uh, just kind of leave this past season behind where just nothing could go right for them. I mean, they have a lot of talent on their team right now, but I really just think Zion would have been like uh, like the missing puzzle piece for them right now. But that's not going to happen anymore. So uh, interesting that it ended up being the Pelicans. That's actually not one of the teams that I even predicted being in the top four. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's just kind of mind-blowing to me that it ended up being them at number one. And I <laughs> was on Twitter reading, like, a lot of funny tweets about just the reactions of the draft, obvious, or the lottery pick, and, I mean, it's just quite comical. I mean, people are saying exactly what Brady said, how it's been rigged, how things are just out of control. There's a lot of uh, NBA players right now who are voicing their opinions about it. But I, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. New Orleans, I've been there one time. That place is crazy. Zion, have fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you know, Zion going to New Orleans, it, it's it's a win for small markets. You know, Mass, and we cover one of the smaller small market teams right. in the NBA. I believe New Orleans, in, in some respect, is sm- is the smaller market when you compare it to Oklahoma City. But, you know, obviously New Orleans, Oklahoma City, are never really put in the same breath in terms of when people talk about the cities for whatever reason. But, um, you, you know, just just with uh, how much turmoil and how much BS the Pelicans went through this year, um, Dell Demps and the ownership kind of played possum with the Lakers, with Anthony, the Anthony Davis trade that never became. Anthony Davis, um, supreme talent, MVP candidate type player, uh, doesn't want to be there, and apparently, according to Shams on the Athletic last night after the um, the draft lottery actually took place, uh, Anthony Davis is still of the opinion that he does not want to be in New Orleans. And David Griffin, their new general manager, who was there last night um, representing the, the Pelicans, he was super excited about the prospect of moving forward, getting Zion, Alvin Gentry, their head coach, who had to answer question after question of why isn't Anthony Davis playing tonight, you know, just a bunch of stuff, bunch of bad stuff that they had to deal with. Um, 
they don't have to deal with that that much anymore because now they've got the number one overall pick. It's going to be Zion Williamson. So I do wonder, does this really kill any NBA draft lottery conspiracies um, are, um, is rigged? Does it really kill that? Because I wonder if the NBA is like, here, here in New Orleans, we'll do you a solid. You're losing Anthony Davis. Um, it, it's been really drawn out. It's been really ugly. Anthony Davis, who was... You know, likable one minute is completely unlikable the next. Uh, getting booed at home by his own fans. Um, does not want to play in the city that drafted him anymore. Um, here, we'll give you Zion. That's kind of crazy, honestly. I mean, yeah, it totally makes sense. Just because I think New Orleans this season was completely blindsided with the whole Anthony Davis drama. Especially when the Lakers were playing a huge role in that. And there was lots of talks going on with that. I think... I mean, I don't blame Pelicans fans for being infuriated because I think Oklahoma City fans would lose their mind if that was happening with someone like Russell Westbrook, who had been in the city for a while, who had done a lot for the city and kind of represented the city when it came to the basketball team. And now all of a sudden he just didn't want to be there and lots of rumors are going around like, yeah, I totally understand. So. I mean, I really do think you hit the hammer on the nail with that one, Brady, because I think this is a good opportunity for New Orleans to kind of bounce back from all of that crazy turmoil they had to go, uh, they had to undergo with Anthony Davis. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Heck, I mean, these guys that are coming out of college, it might be a different story for Zion because that was pretty much guaranteed that he was going to have quite the basketball career. But these guys coming out of college that are going into the lottery, I mean, it's really their dream to play in the league. Uh, you hear them say all the time, I don't care where I go, I just want to make it. I don't know if that's like the same for Zion, but I'm not going to say it's not because I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure he may have had his sights set on other places, but this is an opportunity for him to go number one. He's going to be making more money than I will ever see in my entire life. And it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, he may not even stay there very long. He may stay there for majority of his career. Um, I'm just kind of excited to see how he does in the league. So good for New Orleans, you know? Yeah. And as long as, you know, like Drew Holiday, who I, I guess he basically said last season that the reason why he decided to stay in New Orleans was because of Anthony Davis. So as long as Drew Holiday's um, idea of playing in New Orleans uh, for, for a little bit longer doesn't go away. You know, that's going to be kind of a fun team to, to keep track of for at least this year. I mean, I'm not, I don't expect Zion to light the world on fire. I mean, he's an exciting talent. He's an exciting player. I think he's a really good basketball player. Um, it looks, he has all the makings of being a great teammate. Uh, he's a willing passer. He has a really good attitude. He just, he's an incredibly humble kid. Um, he's kind of a breath of fresh air. Uh, just just hearing the few times that I've heard him talk or heard him in interviews, um, it, it, it's it could it could look like um, it could look like it could work in New Orleans. But really, the big story is just the Knicks didn't win the, the lottery. And um, I, I, I don't know, like I get the excitement that, you know, the Knicks could have potentially at, had Zion Williamson, and then they could potentially, in, in the offseason, add Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Um, I, I don't know if, if guys like Katie and Kyrie want to play with a rookie. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense when you are a basketball nerd. It makes sense when you are a fan of basketball that great players should want to play. If they have to play with rookies, they, have to play, they want to play with great rookies like Zion. But Kevin Durant doesn't want to go from Golden State, a veteran-laden team, 
um, with just supreme talent all around. They run a system. Everybody knows what their job is. To then having to go to New York City, where the spotlight is even brighter on him if he if Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks, um, potentially brighter on him than it already is in Golden State, and then have to basically teach a rookie how to do things. So. I don't know if this necessarily derails any of the Knicks offseason hopes. I think they're all still in play. And frankly, I'd be a little surprised if Kevin Durant isn't. I think he's either a Nick or an L.A. Clipper. So um, I guess at the end of the day, it's just ha ha ha. Let's just laugh at the Knicks and their fans for one, uh, you know, one more day. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I I really do think that this offseason is going to be very telling of how the season is going to go, like this coming season, just because, I mean, a lot of guys are being switched around. There are a lot of guys having free agency, a lot of uh, trade talks going on throughout the summer. I mean, yeah, I totally agree with what you just said, Brady. I don't think this is just like all pandemonium broken loose for the Knicks and all hope is lost. There's nothing good coming to New York now because Zion won't be there. I, I mean, I still think there's hope. I really do think that um, a lot of guys are going to make a lot of changes this summer. And so honestly, yeah, I, I think I'd be more shocked if Kevin Durant stayed in Golden State than if he left because just that's what the talk has been. That's kind of what his attitude has shown. So I don't know. I think anything's kind of possible for the Knicks right now, but I mean, landing the number three spot, that's not thats not terrible. They're still going to get a pretty great draft pick. I'm not going to lie. I'm not entirely familiar with this draft class right now. I haven't been paying too much attention to uh, college basketball lately, so I need to kind of educate myself more on that. But They're probably... <clears throat> they're probably. Go- I'm. I was gonna say they're probably going to get R.J. Barrett, the guard from Duke, who, oh, yeah. um, before Zion basically blew up this season. I mean, everybody was was hyping Zion Williamson. He was one of the best recruits in the country coming into Duke this season. But overall, R.J. Barrett was probably the more polished player coming into college, and a lot of people, in, in myself included, assumed, okay, R.J. Barrett's going to be the number one overall pick. And we'll go to you know one, whoever the worst team is in the NBA this year. Um, it's been a little surprising how underwhelming RJ Barrett was at times, but he's still a he's still a really good player. He's still extremely talented. It's just not Zion, and right. the and Knicks fans are going to be. I mean, Knicks fans booed Chris Stapps Porzingis, so they're they're never going to be happy. <laughs> so, um, that is true. Um, I guess you know. Obviously, Zion's going to, to New Orleans. John ja Morant, the uh, point guard out of Murray State, is probably going to go to Memphis. How how that's going to work with the Mike Conley situation, that's going to be interesting. It's, it's Madison, you know, it, it's really weird. We covered the Thunder for the last two or three, probably the last three seasons, going back to Kevin Durant's free agency year. You know, the Thunder have been the forefront, if not, or, you know, one of the top teams um, going into each offseason of, like, this is the team you have to look out for because... What's Kevin Durant going to do? What's Russell Westbrook going to do? Oh my God, Sam Presti traded for Paul George. So what's Paul George going to do the next year when he's a free agent? You know, there are so many little things that have just happened as a result of the draft lottery that that is just building up to such an exciting free agency. And, you know, to be quite frank, Madison, you and I are just going to be chilling July 1st uh, come noon once free agency starts because... um, I mean, I, I'm not completely 
I'm not completely of the opinion that Sam Presti's going to sit on his hands and not do anything. I'd be surprised if, you know, training camp starts and there hasn't been somewhat of a, I don't want to say like an earth shattering move, like a Bradley Beal or an Anthony Davis. I'm not, I, not that silly, but I would be surprised if Sam Presti doesn't make a move just simply because he always does. And when you look at, you know, what, what's Kevin Durant going to do, what's Kyrie going to do. And then you look at, just little things like I just mentioned. You know, Memphis is probably going to get John Morant. What are they going to do with Mike Conley? He's been in, in trade talks for the last season and a half, it seems like. Um, are you a little upset that the Thunder aren't at the forefront of this free agency uh, offseason? Or are you kind of like, oh, okay, we don't have that much silly things, silly stuff to worry about? I'm not entirely worried about it, mainly because, kind of what you were saying, I feel like Sam Presti always makes some kind of move, and it's always pretty intelligent and also pretty surprising, but it also kind of uh, has some strong benefits. Like, yeah, there have been times maybe in the past where Sam Presti didn't make the smartest moves, but look what he's done over the past couple of years. I mean, yeah, Kevin Durant walked, but... Uh, Paul George walks back into Oklahoma City and so you know there's just a lot of interesting things that keep happening with uh, the Thunder that I I really do think it keeps Oklahoma City people on their toes so I'm not entirely worried that the Thunder are not having like a huge role in free agency this summer but I think I I don't know I think um, kind of what Brady was saying is that uh, Sam Presti is going to make some type of move it may not be like the most exciting thing but it could be extremely beneficial to this team just seeing uh, the kind of season they had this past season no it wasn't great but it wasn't terrible uh the thunder got into the playoffs yes they were eliminated again from the first round but i mean i i think some changes are going to be made and i think they could be decent changes they could be exciting they may not be you know breathtaking changes like getting an absolute all-star to come to Oklahoma City like when Paul George came but I mean I don't know there could be some pretty good changes there could be like a good shooter coming there could be another big guy there could be uh, something fantastic coming to this team so I think it's just it's worth keeping an eye out for it's worth noting that the Thunder have always done at least something and have made some little change that has been crucial for the upcoming season so I don't know. I'm keeping my ears open. I'm keeping my eyes open. But kind of what you said, Brady, I mean, I'm also just kind of laying back and seeing what happens instead of, you know, looking at everything over the edge, just waiting to fall off. So I think everything will be okay for this team. I think Sam Presti has at least a few tricks up his sleeves, and we'll see it soon enough. Yeah, I mean, I could like relax, like you've been, like you just said, but I, I do live in constant fear of being on the highway, and then Dennis Schroeder is traded for Bradley Beal or some <laughs> something silly that Sam Presti's able to pull off. Um, I mean, that's that's always kind of the that's always been kind of the thing coming into this off season, or like if, if something happens, if a trade happens, whatever, it, it's probably going to deal with probably Dennis Schroeder. Um, but at the same time, at Sam Presti's exit interview, he mentioned Dennis Schroeder as the core of the, as a member of the core of the team moving forward. So yeah, I'm just going to live in this constant stressful state of fear that if anything happens, it'll happen when I absolutely am not near a computer and I cannot have a reaction. I cannot analyze it. And I'll just have to just take a breath and just say it's okay. <laughs> that is the joy of working in NBA because anything can happen at any time, yeah. and you're never prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, we'll we'll just continue to walk on eggshells. But one person who's not walking on eggshells is probably Billy Donovan because 
Madison, I don't know if you know, but Michigan really wants the guy. And I've seen a lot of this. Interesting. Yeah, and of course, this isn't this this doesn't come from any inside information. This doesn't come from Michigan athletic director Ward Manuel's own mouth of yes, we're going to go after Billy Donovan. No, it's just come from the opinion of a um, sporting news writer who uh, just basically put out like this is who I think that Michigan should go after um, for. Um, replacing their head coach who just got hired by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the first coach that he mentioned was Billy Donovan. And okay. Yeah, that, that's cool. I, if I had that job and I had to, uh, if my boss said, Hey, compile a list of coaches that you think Michigan should hire. I would put Billy Donovan at or near the top of that list because we all know how great of a coach Billy Donovan is in the college ranks, winning two back-to-back national championships coaching a plethora of really good, really high-quality NBA players, a lot of whom are still in the league and still in all-star games year in and year out. Al Horford, Bradley Beal amongst, um, among some of the best of them. Um, it, it's just been a little silly, Madison, how it, that little quip, that little opinion in, in this article on, in the Sporting News has kind of turned into, oh, Michigan or reports uh, Michigan is highly interested in Billy Donovan. Um, no, that's that's not how that works. Um, I, I put out on the franchise okay um, yesterday an article basically putting, look, I was in the exit interviews too. Like all, all the the language that that both Presty and Billy Donovan used um, when discussing Billy Donovan's future was interesting. You know, it, it caught my attention. Uh, but at the same time, I, I went away from that exit inter- from those exit interviews, thinking, "Yeah, Billy's going to come back. He's going to come back." And and this and this is of course before Michigan had a, had an opening. Um, I I think Michigan would be silly to not give Billy Donovan a call. I think Billy Donovan um, likes his position with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think he likes coaching in the NBA. Um, I think if you're going to make all the assumptions that oh, okay, well. Billy Donovan's probably very annoyed coaching Russell Westbrook. Billy Donovan's probably very um, uncomfortable with the with the prospect of going into one more year left on his contract after three first round exits, and Presti hasn't guaranteed him you know better job security moving forward past this year, so he should go. Okay, if you're going to assume all that with no evidence. <laughs> Um, then it's probably also safe to assume, you know what? Billy Donovan probably doesn't want to go back to recruiting because recruiting isn't very fun, especially for older coaches. I mean, some guys are just built for it. You know, some guys are just like John Calipari and they love to play the game. Billy Donovan, although a guy who had recruited, you know, like I just said, a bunch of great players who became, who were already great in college or who became great in the NBA, um, Billy just doesn't really strike me as that type of personality that wants to get back into this kind of crummy world that is college basketball recruiting and basically what it's become with all the federal indictments, the FBI investigating all these AAU shoe company um, deals, um, going um, money going to players. It's becoming such a, it's becoming such a sludge factory, and I, I just don't know if. Billy wants to get back into that really at this point in his career. I think he likes uh, coaching in the NBA. I think he likes coaching with uh, under Sam Presti for the Thunder um, with an organization that basically does probably the best job of any organization protecting not only its players, but its coaches from 
Um, I, I guess media scrutiny. You know, we don't get all of, we don't get all the chances to talk to Billy Donovan or let alone any of the players. So um, I'll just say this: I'll be absolutely shocked if Billy Donovan takes the University of Michigan uh, head coaching job just because um, I've just been so resigned to the fact yeah, he's the Oklahoma City Thunders coach. He's on the same page with Sam Presti and how um, they want this team, this organization to be run. Uh, so with all that being said, yeah, I'd be very shocked if Billy Donovan is not the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder moving forward. No, I would too. And I mean, I honestly think the world of college basketball can be very messy. And what Brady was saying, NBA isn't all that messy because it doesn't really involve uh, like the whole recruiting line. It doesn't. Re- it doesn't really involve the scandals. It doesn't involve the money because obviously these guys are getting paid. This is their job. So I don't know. I I mean. I think Michigan wanting Billy Donovan, yeah, shoot. If I was Michigan, I'd be wanting Billy Donovan, too. You you have a guy who's been coaching uh, guys like Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Um, You know, it's just, it makes sense for a college team to be knocking on Billy Donovan's door right now because, yeah, he may not have had the most successful NBA career, but he knows how to handle guys and he knows how to get uh, into successful positions. And so Michigan is just, Michigan's a pretty great basketball school. They have a great basketball program. And I do know this firsthand because they did destroy OSU in the NCAA tournament, and I cried. <laughs> it was bad. And when I say destroyed, I mean, like, beat by one point. So let's all calm down. So anyway, um, it was just – they're a great basketball program, and so them wanting Billy Donovan makes perfect sense to me. I think Billy Donovan, he's a great coach. He's very poised, very composed. Uh, you don't see him in headlines all the time uh, saying silly things or uh, doing anything with players. Like, you know, he doesn't – he doesn't exactly go into the spotlight that much. He just does his job. He works in silence and he lets his success be his noise. Like he's a great kind of coach and he's a great person to talk to as Brady and I both know. So it's just, I agree that I would be very, very shocked if Billy Donovan uh, left Oklahoma city to go take a Michigan job because yeah, he did have all that success when he was at Florida. That was just a big thing for him. He was very good at his job when he was at Florida um, but I think making that transition over to being an NBA coach, that's kind of something that, I mean, I not, obviously not speaking from firsthand, but I feel like that is just really the next level for these coaches. I'm not saying it would be like a demotion if he would go to Michigan and go back to college after coaching NBA, but it would just be kind of almost a step back because he's, he's coaching some of the best basketball players in the league right now with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And that's, that's just a pretty elite thing for a coach. And so, yeah, I think rumors are going to continue to fly about Billy Donovan. I saw that, like, crazy tweet. I don't know how accurate it is. It is obviously about him and his wife having, like, lunch in Ann Arbor. Or oh, whatever. yeah, that, that that was a joke. Bless that guy's heart. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. I saw that, and I was like, well, that's kind of crazy, but funny, but crazy. But, yeah, I think rumors like that are going to continue to swirl, and things are going to be a little up in the air, like, is Billy going to return? I think Thunder fans will be very skeptical about it until it really is solidified. But I mean, rightfully so. I think every NBA team kind of goes through that period where they're like, well, is the coach going to be back? Like what's going to happen with the coach now? And um, I don't know if Thunder fans really put it into perspective, like Billy Donovan's a great coach. He's a great person to represent Oklahoma city. I think things will turn around this next season. If they don't, then we'll talk then. But 
I, I don't know. I definitely think that Billy does deserve another year here in Oklahoma City because he does great things. He handles the guys with care, and he really takes care of the organization. Yeah, I mean, look, I completely get it. I completely understand Thunder fans and their frustrations with this team, with Sam Presti, uh, with Billy Donovan, of course. Um, three first-round exits, that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> that That is not a good look, especially when you have – um, Russell Westbrook and Paul George for two of those three years. Now, um, three years ago, 2016-17, when the Thunder played Houston, I mean, I, I sure as hell didn't pick the Thunder in that series. I, I I wasn't surprised that the Thunder lost in five, even though they had the eventual MVP in Russell Westbrook. I mean, they were just, the Thunder were outmatched. So, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That That season was completely salvaged. Kevin Durant walked away. Russell Westbrook goes on the triple-double world tour, wins the MVP. You know, that, that season was exciting for Thunder fans. You know, that, that you can throw that out. Um, last year, um, when the Thunder go 48-34, and 34, um, only they, they get bounced in the first round in six games to the upstart Utah Jazz and a rookie in, in Donovan Mitchell. I mean, yeah, that, that's not really a good look. But then when you look back on the entire picture of last year, it really shouldn't have shocked anybody. The Thunder were incredibly inconsistent. The Thunder were hot and cold. The Thunder were, you know, you don't want to throw all the blame on one or two people, you know, just like I don't want to throw the blame all on Billy Donovan. But, you know, Sam Preston didn't really do Billy any favors by getting Carmelo Anthony. I mean, at the at, at the time, yeah, cool, that, that's a really good trade. In a scanner for Carmelo Anthony, who knows, maybe that can work, and it didn't work. And it really bit the thunder in the ass in the postseason when it became very apparent that you cannot play Carmelo Anthony in today's NBA in, in the postseason. So, okay, like, that's disappointing. And then this year, you know, I think we've we've said it to death, Madison. The, the thunder looked really, really good one part of the year for most most part of the year, you know almost three-fourths of the year, and then they had one terrible month that pretty much ruined all of that goodwill. And then they get bounced in five to a team that is now playing the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. So you, you look at all of Billy Donovan's, um, you know, his his entire resume with the Thunder in the NBA. And, of course, I left out his first year when the Thunder went 55-27 and 27 and got all the way to the Western Conference Finals and were one game away from the Finals themselves. You just look back at it, everything. Yes, there's disappointment there, but I don't know how much of it is Billy Donovan's fault. I don't know what I don't know what Billy could do differently than any other coach because um, I, I'm not silly. I don't think Russell Westbrook runs the show. I don't think he runs the entire organization. I think that's a little unfair to say when you have a guy like Sam Presti in charge. But Russell Westbrook does run the show in terms of how games need want to be how the Thunder wants to play basketball. I mean, the whole identity of them being an up and down team, um, quick pace that that's Russell Westbrook. So I don't really know what you could expect if you're a Thunder fan. Um, it's like, yeah, what if Greg Popovich coached Russell Westbrook? Well, maybe that doesn't work. <laughs> maybe that does, maybe yeah. Phil Jackson coaching <laughs> Russell Westbrook doesn't work. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is Russell does like Billy Donovan. Um, and you could say, well, maybe he likes him just because Billy lets him do whatever he wants. And that, that's also fair. But, um, again, Billy is a guy who's won, you know, uh, over 60% of his games in the NBA. 
Um, he's a guy who has got the Thunder to the playoffs. He's a guy who's allowed the Thunder to build an identity that, like I said, for three-fourths of this year, they looked like a legitimate title contender. And who knows what happens if Paul George doesn't get hurt. Maybe Paul George doesn't get hurt and the Thunder still stumble their way in the playoffs and they still get Dame Lillard, Lillard, however you say that, in in the postseason. So um, I, there's criticism that I believe is fair, but I, I, think, I, I just don't know what else you can expect when your best player when uh, the face of your franchise is Russell Westbrook and his personality, his intensity is so demanding and it's so visceral and that's how the thunder, it trickles down from there and that's how the thunder plays. So I don't really know what else you can expect. Um, I would just say Billy has one more year left on his deal. If he returns, just give it that one more year. And if the thunder still underwhelm and they still don't win over 50 games in a year and they get bounced in the first round, then yeah, yeah, it's disappointing, and you part ways a Billy Donovan there because there's really nothing you can do about. Um, you can say in defense of him, but at the end, at the same time, I really don't know what what to expect better, and I don't know who that person is. I don't know what coach exists out there that can get to a Russell Westbrook, that can get to a Paul George at this point in his career, that could make the Oklahoma City Thunder a drastically better and more consistent team. Yeah, and I mean, like, I totally agree because I think it takes a special kind of person with a very specific skill set like Billy Donovan to coach someone like Russell Westbrook uh, just because of how intense he is, just the kind of person he is, even on and off the court. Um, That's just kind of the way that that organization is right now, and I think Billy Donovan has done it with ease. He hasn't let things get completely out of control. Not that they would, but, you know, there's always the possibility of a – of just, you know, a guy who's been in the league for 11 years, like Russell Westbrook, to, you know, not necessarily take over, but definitely have a demanding presence. And so, yeah, I think Billy Donovan, he's going to have another year in Oklahoma City. He has a little bit of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say like, oh, he has a lot to prove this year just to make up for things. But at the same time, I think he knows that he is going to have to really step up uh, any kind of coaching game that he has right now this year or this coming season just to kind of not only prove to uh, Oklahoma City fans and to everybody else who's watching Oklahoma City right now that, you know, he has the potential of taking this team great places, but he's going to have to prove it to that team and to that organization. And I really do. I have a lot of faith in Billy Donovan uh, just because of the kind of person he is and You know, I think it's going to be a different year. I think it'll be a telling and trying year for him, but I really think that some good things would come out of this year with Billy. And kind of like Brady said, yeah, if this year doesn't work out, then sure, then I guess the Thunder will take those drastic measures uh, this time next year. But as for now, I think Thunder fans can just settle into seeing Billy Donovan on the sideline again, and it's just going to have to – it's just going to have to work. (laughs) Yeah, because really – if Russell Westbrook is the guy who makes the necessary adjustments to his game and how he approaches the game of basketball, how he utilizes that intensity that makes him so great, if he puts if he puts that intensity and that approach in just different spots and not just throw it all on the floor all at the same time, um, you know, regardless of situation, regardless of time, regardless of possession. You know, if Russell becomes just basically a smarter basketball player and how he utilizes his intensity, then I think that makes the Thunder a drastically better team starting off. Um, does has Billy Donovan kind of, has he disappointed me with some of his coaching decisions? Yes. Has Billy Donovan disappointed me with his lack of 
making an adjustment in the postseason? Yes, especially um, with his first year in that Western Conference Finals run where he made adjustment after adjustment that was just so like, oh, that's a really good call. Like that, You could see that Billy understands X's and O's. Um, I, I don't think... I don't think there's really a coach in the NBA that doesn't necessarily understand X's and O's, but then there's that level of coach that understands X's and O's, but understands how to utilize the talent on their roster. Even if it doesn't necessarily make sense on paper, like this is the adjustment I have to make, do it. And then it works. But since then, you know, there hasn't really been that many opportunities for Billy to make such a drastic adjustment because, you know, the roster when the Thunder played Houston was just very underwhelming. I mean, yes, you have Victor Oladipo, but he was not Victor Oladipo that he was the following season with Indiana. Um, He kind of found out about the mellow thing a little too late, putting Jeremy Grant at the five, but still Jeremy Grant versus Rudy Gobert is not a winning situation for the Thunder. Um, And this season with Portland, I thought was probably the poorest coaching job that he's done overall since he's been with the Thunder. Just, not enough adjustments, not enough. It, it was just too much. Um, the shots will fall. Like it was just too much of that, and the Thunder relied on that way too much. They totally disrespected Damian Lillard. They totally disrespected CJ McCollum. They totally disrespected their opponent. And while a lot of that is on the players, a lot of that is on Billy Donovan for not putting, you know, getting the the message across. So um, I don't think Billy's a saint. I don't think Billy's perfect. I think that Thunder fans should expect better success, but at the same time, I'm trying to look at it from a realistic perspective. He's not going to Michigan, um, but he's and he's probably going to be the coach moving forward, but at the end of the day, he's won 60% of his games. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, that's true, and I mean, yeah, I, I just have, I don't even know. I think I'm like all out of thoughts with Billy right now just because... I mean, I liked some of the decisions he made this year. I totally agree with the Portland series. I thought it was just kind of terrible. Brady and I, like, we talked about this a lot on our podcast throughout the regular season, how the Thunder kept saying, oh, we're just going to keep shooting. We're just going to keep shooting. We're going to keep taking those attempts. We're not going to shy away from it just because it didn't work the first time. We're going to keep shooting. That was probably the one thing I was a little frustrated with throughout the season was just that they weren't making necessary adjustments. They were kind of just hoping, oh, like the next performance will be better. This one kind of sucked, but the next time will be better because that's just what we do. We get better. But they didn't. And like that that was just like a little bit of my frustration. Um, Maybe I think, I don't know, maybe they'll learn from this. They'll. Uh, go into this upcoming season and say, okay, you know, we really relied a lot on, oh, this game's going to be better because we're going to shoot better. Oh, wait, we didn't. So I, I don't know. I think I, I think they're going to learn a lot from this season. They're going to take a lot away from it. And I think that will really help Billy Donovan prepare this team, uh, whoever it may be, uh, to really take on the 2019-2020 season. And hopefully Thunder fans will see some – necessary adjustments uh but also some smart ones too so i mean yeah that's really all that i think about billy i think he's a great coach i think he has a uh, true potential to take oklahoma city to new heights he's just gonna have to prove it with this upcoming season just because it has been disappointing the past three years but i mean hey what are you gonna do i think i think billy has a lot of potential to really do some great things with this team if he does play his cards right yeah, and you know, we I talked about Russell Westbrook, but you can also throw some blame at Sam Presti for not setting him up with a good roster because while he set him up with a foundation of two superstars to build off of and then 
uh, a Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant, you know, guys that you can you can be really excited for with your um, core moving forward. And then, of course, Dennis Schroeder and Terrence Ferguson as well. Um, the roster is still incredibly flawed, and you can only do so much with what you have. And I, I for a team that doesn't have three-point shooting in today's NBA, um, and even a lot of reliable shooters and guys that touch the ball a lot in Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder who aren't good shooters. Yeah, it just it keeps it keeps building this kind of category of like I don't know what else you can expect <laughs> with Billy Donovan. Um, but again, uh, I, I completely understand the frustrations. The Thunder need to do better. The Thunder des- Thunder fans deserve better than this than what they've been seeing the last two seasons at least. So um, it is what it is. But Madison. Um, I'm excited about the podcast you've got coming out uh, this weekend. Uh, you said you were going to record on Friday? Yes, I am going to attempt to record it on Friday, maybe post it either Friday evening or Saturday afternoon. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I have a guest yet or not, but I have been thinking about a couple of things to do for it. Uh, my weekend's a little bit crazy, so I'm going to try to knock that out on Friday. So, yeah, it's- that, it should be good. No, I'm excited. I'm sure everybody else will be very, very excited to see uh, Madison do her own thing on the OKC82 podcast. I know I am. But uh, we have that. We have the Franchise Thunder Insider Show, and we'll have Chisholm Holland on instead of Jerry Ramsey this Saturday from 10 to noon. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the ratings are through the roof when somebody is not on the floor for the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I won't won't say anything. But Madison, thank you so much for waking up early and recording with me today. And please... Thank you for waking up early. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing that. No problem. Please be safe when you're driving all across the state. Say hi to everybody. Oh, I totally will. I totally will. Thank you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Subscribe and share with all your friends, and we will greatly appreciate that. Uh, But for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. See you later.